get mantra and meditation mp3s at jasongallant.ca. I was talking to somebody just yesterday about thoughtlessness and thoughts and that this person was saying that they're chanting a mantra and doing some breathing techniques here and there but they can never reach thoughtlessness. So one thing people have to understand is that meditation doesn't necessarily mean no thoughts. There may be thoughts, there may not be thoughts, but meditation is about being with whatever comes up, thoughts or no thoughts, emotions or no emotions. Uh, you know, that there are constant pieces of information that are moving through you, all sorts of experiences, and remembering that you are basically falling back into the remembrance that you are the, that which is beyond experience is really what meditation's about. It's not about micromanaging the experiences of life because we know how well that goes. Those of you who have children, try micromanaging the experiences of children as they run through your house. <laughs> it's, like, it's like plugging holes in a boat, right? It just, <laughs> there's always another experience that you have to micromanage. So because of this incredible anarchy in your life, if, if you've experienced that, you will also know that the thoughts are always bouncing around. But what are they bouncing around off of? And those are your thought structures that hold other thoughts in place. And the main thought structure is that you are your mind and you are your thoughts. That you are the idea of yourself called I. Now, if the I dissolves, there are no more thoughts. When you're in the deepest sleep where there's no dream, there are no thoughts. So, all thoughts come from the first thought, which is I, myself. I am this person, or I am that person. And all of the ideas are placed upon that foundation. All of the other thoughts are placed upon that foundation. So meditation is about remembering that that structure can continue, it can exist, but you are not that. You are that which exists in deep sleep or in the awake state, that commonality, that essence that exists regardless of whether there are thoughts or whether there are no thoughts. So this is the first, the first distinction that you must make. So that way you're not trying to do something in your meditation because meditation is about allowing, right? You're not trying to micromanage everything. Although at first there are techniques where you are learning to, let's just say, contract the mind because once you become aware of the contraction, you can also become aware of the relaxation kind of like a muscle. Once you know how to flex it, then you know how to relax it. It's similar to that. But the end goal isn't to control. It's just to allow. So, one really effective way 
to allow is to stop measuring your meditation as good or bad. <laughs> People are all about, okay, I'm going to allow, I'm going to let this meditation happen. But then they start measuring it, <laughs> start judging it and say, oh, well, you know, I guess it was a four out of ten. Uh, my meditation was busy, so that means something went wrong. No, life happened. That's, that's really what went wrong, is, is just life happened. That's not wrong. That's just what you're supposed to be embracing, right? Is <laughs> just allow all of that to happen. It's, it's really the opposite of what you've been taught. You've been taught to be constructive, to be useful, to do things, to serve a purpose, right? These are all the mind tricks. But your natural state is beingness. It isn't doingness. Now that said, there are those who demonize thoughts and say, oh, thoughts are bad. Thinking is bad, right? They, they think that you're supposed to walk around in a perpetual lobotomy state. But that's not true either. This is really about remembering who you are, but then using the mind as a tool when necessary, but not being stuck in it. Stuck in a never-ending cycle of a thought here, a thought there. You're, you're choosing when to think. You're going from unconscious thinking to free will, to choosing when to think and when not to think. This is when you start to become master of the mind. It's the balance, it's the yin and the yang. The meditation is the yin, where you're going inward and allowing. You're really not going inward. It just seems like going to the mind, but it's really just allowing and you fall naturally into your internal womb, you could say. That is the yin. And then when you open the eyes and you move through life, then the yang starts, then the outward movement, which may or may not include the mind activity. So one or the other is not wrong. It's just if there is something out of balance, if it is out of balance, where you're stuck in one state or the other, there's going to be some complications. And suffering is usually the side effect. <laughs> hmm. The reason why we emphasize the internal state is because that is the major part of you that you have forgotten. That is the reset button. That's where you defrag the hard drive. It's like a toilet capable of flushing, right? When you go inwards, you are flushing yourself and everything you think to be true back to the universe and through that experience, truth presents itself. It purifies all of the activity that moves through you, all of that noise, all of that energy. You're allowing it all up. It's like, it's really a prayer, honestly. But not a conscious prayer. It's just you're allowing everything just to return back to the source from whence it came. You're, you are the doorway. I've done a video on this. You become the doorway 
for all of this noise to harmonize. It's like raindrops. Each thought is a raindrop and it's returning back to the ocean. And you're just allowing this to happen. You're not doing anything. So when a thought comes to mind, just be aware. And then if you can, just let it go and return back to experiencing this. Everything that's here, not just the thought, but everything. It could be your breath, the feeling of your body, the temperature of the room, the sound pitch in your ears, all of it, allowing all of it to be a grand symphony at the same time. And then also be aware of who is noticing all of these things. and allow that to also fall away. This is the death process of meditation, which seems scary, but it is not. It's just a resetting, really. That's all death is. It's not an end. But without the death of I, without the death of your point of view, there can be no death of thought. You are the foundational thought. Your ego is the foundational thought that must be let go of in order for all other thoughts to collapse. And that is the reset button. So just like weeds, you don't micromanage the flowers, the weeds, you, you actually pull out the root. The identification with I is the root of all thought. So sacrificing point of view allows for a grander point of view, a grander wisdom or a grander mind to move through you. But at first it will seem very much like a death process, almost scary in a way. But really all you're afraid of is fulfillment and freedom. Anything that was really important will still be there after you're done surrendering. So don't let the mind trick you into staying in a state of constant anarchy and thoughts bouncing everywhere. <laughs> Existence 
exists, your thoughts are not needed in order for it to continue. So it is also the same for you. So I hope this helps you on your spiritual journey. Take care for now. Are you interested in working with a spiritual teacher in a formal setting? Well, perhaps the Wisdom Life School is for you. If you're interested in checking out what the Wisdom Life School is all about, just go to aratima.com.